make it move, Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move the bases Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed coming at you with topics Used to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4-9 flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it What's going on, good people? Y'all already know who it is It's your three It's your two we still your favorite guy, so you already know who it is. It's the guy from the Three Man We, mm-hmm. um, episode one twenty six. Yes, man, sir. We rolling, can we rolling? Uh, as you can see, it's just two of us today. You know, we're gonna give and go it. As we're only two of us right now, we're gonna give it go it. You know, shouts out to our guy AJ. It's his birthday, and you know he using his PTO. Yeah, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> happy B day, bro. You know, live it up. You know, what I'm saying make sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you handle yourself, come back in good peace. Yeah. You know facts. what I'm saying? But yeah. <laughs> Birthday to my guy. But like I stated, it is episode 126. Y'all know y'all can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave, underscore. Also on Twitch and t- TikTok, Three Man Weave, underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. I'm here. And he'll go here regardless, baby. Who I got with me? You already know it's your boy Cannon, Washington fan extraordinaire. Unfortunately, <laughs> here to cut the cap, and that's a fact. Still, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it is what it is, man. Hey, uh, we all we all been there. Lakers in four, baby. Lakers in four. Thank God, Lakers in four. Because uh, <laughs> all of my football teams are currently trash, and you know what? Both of my both of my teams had. Had roots with Native American names. Mm-hmm. So, and so it, it was that, like that's, that's the theme, huh? That's that the seems theme. to be the theme, man. Um, the Seminoles are in football hell, and <laughs> Washington is also in football hell. So, what do you know? My fantasy teams are in football hell. So, oh, oh my God, bro! I went over, over <laughs> whatever, over everything, man. So, and so we definitely gonna be tuning in to There's mm-hmm. No Crying in Fantasy. Soon as we're done, so mm-hmm. make sure because we we dance somebody do some crying. Dance <laughs> <laughs> somebody do some crying, man. Hey, this fall and crap up on us, bro. The last two days, bro, I've been true. Uh-huh. <laughs> How true is it though? You cut the heat on? Nah, I ain't cut it on yet, but I put uh-huh. I put out a bubble coat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I put out a bubble coat this morning because like I be um. I be uh doing arrival with the little with the students in the morning, mm-hmm. so I had to put on my little bubble coat. But it's crazy because in the afternoon, it's it's seventy, bro. It's like yeah. it's it's almost really get sick weather. So with the pandemic mm-hmm. still going on, it's time to be extra careful for real, for real. And that's why and that's why I had to cut the heat on last night, bro. <laughs> I had to cut the heat on, bro. I had to cut the heat on because, like you said, it was getting crunch time. You know, yeah. my, my my other daughter's almost here. Yeah, facts. Bro. We can't afford yeah, to yeah, get you can't kicked around here. That. I'm like, bro, I had to cut the heat on everybody. Just had to deal with it. But, you know, I cut it down. 
the day. You know, <laughs> you I had to, yeah, because <laughs> damn, you know. Well, last night I definitely cut that heat on. I don't uh, know if, if you if you if you don't cut. I know some people that don't cut their heat on till damn near Christmas. So. Nah, <laughs> y'all I, y'all see, real. Yeah, I don't wait that long. I just go off feel. When it get cold, when it's too cold for me, I, I'm thugging it. So I felt, <laughs> I felt it. But oh, we did say it was just two of us today, but we we got another. We got a guest with us today. You know, what special I'm guest in the building. Multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? That's the right word? Yeah. Come <laughs> here. Let's go here with the word. Let's go here. But let's go ahead and break our guy on right now. What's going on? Whoa. What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me. This is gonna be fun. Yes, welcome, sir. welcome to the welcome to the pod, Walt. Welcome to I the pod. I appreciate it. I've been listening to you guys for a while. Of course, I had Donald join me a couple weeks ago to talk some Dallas Cowboys football. So I've been tuning into you guys for a while, man. I'm a huge fan of the show and really happy I get the chance to talk to you guys. Feel as mutual as I told you when I when we when I did your show. I like you know you, you keep it short and sweet, clear, <laughs> clear and concise. Give me a chance to catch up on you. It, you know, like I said, multifaceted baseball, basketball, football. You know, I like I like what you got going on. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. You know, got a lot of a lot of things going on in the sports world. I'm very highly opinionated. Talk sports all the time. So if you guys want to talk hockey, basketball, baseball. You know the deal, man. If something's going on, I'm going to talk about it on Down okay. the Block Sports. So it's been fun so far, man. I've been able to hit all the different uh, sports. Just a couple of videos have blown up here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's a journey, and I love talking about it. I didn't mean to sell you short with uh, without hockey and um, without hockey. I yeah. forgot, oh, that's fine. That's I forgot. Fine. To, I forgot to list hockey. I'm not. A, <laughs> I, I'm not a good hockey guy, you know. So I didn't mean to sell you short. Most no, no, right. it. <laughs> so where, where can they um? Where can people find you at, Walt? So you guys can find me on Down the Block Sports. I'm on YouTube only, so I'm a YouTube uh, sports channel. We just broke 500 subscribers a little bit ago, so thank you to everyone who uh, has subscribed to the channel. We're currently at 528 okay. as we are recording this podcast. But, um, yeah, you can find me. It's called Down the Block Sports on YouTube. Um, I started my own podcast called The Alec Walt Show. It took about two minutes to come up with the name. <laughs> it, really, it wasn't really too hard to think of, but... Um, yeah, I just recorded an interview the other day with the uh, play-by-play voice of the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Have some other guests coming on for the NBA, talking Pelicans, Hornets, Celtics. You know, we we got a long list of things coming up so, soon on the channel. So again, if you guys want to check out all my content, either uh, that I posted already or coming very soon, uh, it's on the Down the Block Sports YouTube channel, only on YouTube. So uh, that's where you're gonna have to check out my channel. Yes, sir. I respect it because yeah, we we go we go we go get to some of this NBA talking. The NBA Let's is go. back, so we're gonna go get it. Get our little preseason stuff out the way. Mm-hmm. But somebody, you know, we got to give somebody some flowers, man. Uh, shouts out to uh, Chicago St- Sky. Sky and oh, yeah. the they won the, they won the WNBA championship. Candace Parker went home. Went home to do went it. Went home and did it. I seen somebody post, and she said she did what LeBron did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She I did. Couldn't dis- I couldn't disagree more. She did. She went man. home. You got him a championship. Probably they, I'm assuming it's their first championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Hey, Candace Parker deserves her flowers, and I'm so proud of her, so proud of the team that they did, because they went up against the squad. That's a big yeah. three over there in, yeah. um, in, in Phoenix. Facts. But, uh, but let's not also forget that people have been writing Candace Parker off these last few years. Mm-hmm. They kind of said it was, you know, the, her time was up. You know, yeah. teams gave up on her. She didn't have a lot of... She didn't have a lot of options, which is why she went home. Um, 
But like all greats, she took that, you know, as a chip mm -hmm. on the shoulder and said, you know what? Y'all down with me? All right. Come back home. Refuel. Put the city on my back. And let's go get the chip. So, like you said, I'm definitely proud of her. I love when people count people out. And, and and they still and they show, show and prove. Up. That's that's the beauty, one of the best things in sports. So kudos to her and kudos to her to her whole team, the Chicago Sky. Definitely like you said, they were they were not slated to win. So, you know, mm -hmm. um you know it is what it is. Came in there and did their thing. They was they did it at thirty five. You said what? She's thirty five. Yeah, come on yeah. out of yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. that's that's old in sports. Yeah. Age. Yeah, not many people. I mean, yet we see some quarterbacks, you know, lead some teams a little bit later in their career. But, you know, when you're talking about basketball, mm -hmm. doing something like that at the age of 35, I mean, like we're talking about the names like LeBron James yeah. entering that territory. Now, I know I don't want to compare the two. LeBron's, I mean, I mean, she's unbelievable. I'm not discounting her as well, but. We're talking about 35-year-olds winning championships. Nah, it's comparable, like though. I'm, That's I'm extremely impressive. Yeah. It's definitely comparable, you know. It's it's up there with the greats, it, it, yeah. you know. To be able to, it's a young person's game, whether it's WNBA or the NBA. It's a young person's game, and and like I said, with with all the write offs in the last few years, because of her age and maybe decline and play where she was at, you know, people slept on it. So it's mm -hmm. like you know, the the sky pulled the trigger. And, and it paid off. So kudos, yeah. kudos to them for sure. Definitely paid off it. And also, the, you know, the head coach is a noob. So shouts out to him. You know, Cal Fabricator. I did Raider. see that too. So yeah, I'm definitely proud of him. Um, what was I about to go? I want to give her flowers because she does a great job. Um, on TNT. Yeah, she like, does she, do a great job on she, TNT. She holds her own on TNT. They know she's knowledgeable. You can't mm -hmm. you, you can't discredit her whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, she's a champion, so you can't you can't try to minimize her in, in, in no way, shape, or form. And she's knowledgeable. Like I said, she's a credible source. We love credibility. And when when you when you in that level of like commentating, like yeah. we gotta we gotta when you because you want to be critical of other people, we want to see have have you done some of the things that you're criticizing, and the fact that she did. Yeah. I'm, I, I like I said, she deserves every flower, every accolade that she's getting. Shouts out to the Chicago Sky. Yeah, Shouts out mean, to the real truth. And I mean, that's the first chip since MJ. So yeah, so they, that's crazy to think. Let's go know, and get so, it. We'll and, build a statue. They've had some talent, you know, on the other side. So hey, take it, take it what it is. She went home and got it done. Put the city on her back. Should we stay on basketball or should we go to football? What we, what we man, doing? let's let's go on and go to football, man. Let's go ahead and go. <laughs> well, you know, you know where you where I know where you want to go. <laughs> we can go I'm, and go to football, man. I'm I'm not <laughs> going. You know, I'm 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 doing this humble the humble thing. You know, the humble. I'm taking the humble route. But as as people may not know, Walt, you are a Patriots fan, and I am a Cowboys fan. That is yes, halfway sir. responsible why you're here today. <laughs> yeah. That was, was a game. That was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game. I a did not think game. the Patriots would keep it this close. I did not. But you know what they say. Bill Belichick is a great coach in this show because they were able to keep it close. Because Dallas Cowboys, man, Lord have mercy. They they have a all around squad. 
Yeah. And so, you know, and I did not think the Patriots had an all-around squad coming in. So I definitely, on my pick'ems, had, you know, Cowboys with the spread. And I don't I don't think y'all – did y'all cover the spread? Well, I, I don't know what the spread was, but that game-winning touchdown might have – might have – it might, might have, have yeah, it might, might, it might. I, you know, I but, don't um, spread. I can't spread. For it life. definitely was closer than a lot of people thought it should have been, and bro, two I told, years ago we would have lost. I think I said last week, man. I I like Mac Jones, man. I you do too. I like Mac Jones. I said it last week, and I said it. It, it was that. Remember, I talked about that dime that he threw over two over two people last week. And mm-hmm. yes, he's gonna make mistakes because he's a rookie quarterback, but. I like the way he bounced back after the pick, bro. I like the way he bounced back after the pick. Drove him right down. I'm like, yo, I, I'm nervous. The only thing I was like, the only thing I was like with this with this offense, I felt like they left too much time on. And, and that's the same thing we always say. That's how you know Dak has ascended. Because mm-hmm. that's what I used to say when if it was Rodgers or Brady or, or, or Manny. And so now I, 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 I felt it. I was like, Lord. They left Dak too much time because with CD, bro, he can get down that field <laughs> like that. So yeah, it, I mean that game-winning touchdown, man, he burned. I think it was Jalen Mills. It was Mills. I, I believe I it was Jackson. I believe it was Jalen. He probably Mills. burned Jalen Mills a couple times too. That wouldn't really surprise me. But I mean, we yeah, used man, to doing that. When you look at the Patriots, they had every opportunity to win this football game, mm-hmm. and he, he made a great when you talk about digs that led to a touchdown i mean that's a crushing play emotionally mm-hmm. all over the club uh, everywhere and they were able to have one play due to a burn coverage lead to a 75 yard touchdown and personally that might have been the first time i saw mac confidently like chuck the ball down the field because mm-hmm. there have been way too many instances where the patriots just like to dink and dunk off and where they take seven minutes off the clock mm-hmm. and yes it's a sustained drive but you take that much time off the clock i was not confident at all that this Patriots team could score on that drive mm. and it only took him one play to do it which is extremely impressive here's what happened in this football game is they had two opportunities to stop Dak Prescott to end the game off a gift penalty from Connor Williams mm-hmm. Dak drove the ball down the field kicked the field goal the Patriots had the football Dallas got the stop Dak got it back scored the touchdown to CD Lamb to win the game you know they had every opportunity to come in and win this football game and Dallas left the left the field with the victory I think I've been I've been saying this about Dak for a while. I don't really talk that much about Dak because most of my fan base is obviously within the city of New England mm-hmm. or the in the New England area. Mm-hmm. But you know, he did not. He they were in a tough spot, and he came out and led them to victory mm-hmm. in two extremely key situations mm-hmm. against a very well coached team on the road yeah. in the spotlight on national television. Yeah, I mean, I get it's the, it. This isn't the New England Patriots when they had Randy Moss and. You know, they had some, had some better teams in the past, but it takes a lot to lead two unbelievable drives that led to 10 points to win the football game, and Dak did that in a tough mm-hmm. environment in, in New England. That's why he's an MVP candidate right now. Right now I look at this, that race. I know it's still early, but mm-hmm. I think the two front runners are the two teams which I think have the best record in the NFC with Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. A lot of people question, is Dak worth this massive contract? And you look at very specific things in a quarterback. He owns the locker room. He owns the huddle. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the team has confidence in him. He can mm-hmm. play under center. He can play in the shotgun. He's very quality in the play action game. I do think the two running backs obviously help in that situation. 
Um, he can throw the ball deep the field. He's very accurate in the short passing game. There's mm-hmm. Aldeck can check off a ton of boxes. Yes, he doesn't mm-hmm. wake up and warm up throwing the ball 100 yards like Justin Herbert does, but this man has killed it since he returned from injury. I think Dak Prescott yeah. has been has taken a massive step forward in his game this yeah. year with the Dallas Cowboys. My thing about it, um, I I I had us winning the game. I knew I had a feeling that we were going to win the game, but my only fear this whole week was. Belichick, Belichick will give the blueprint on how to stop my team, and we've seen this before. We've seen we we've seen teams that's hot. Uh, just just name a hot team, and they go against a buzzsaw. They go against a team, and next thing you know, it somebody puts the blueprint on how to stop them. Let's see the Steelers last year, watching watching the football team beat them last year, and they showed them how to how to stop this team. Same, you know, look at Kansas City. Some people say that Kansas City's not clicking on all cylinders because the blueprint is shown on how to actually slow down this offense. So that's my only fear. I'm like, this is still Belichick. It's like, it's not, he don't have dementia. Like, he still knows football. Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's not get crazy. That was my only yeah. fear. And it, it was times at this game that he did some things that we haven't seen done all year. He double-teamed Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. When the heck, Dalton Schultz ain't never been double-teamed in his life. <laughs> But third down, the numbers he show been, he been cooking, so he and, needed yeah, yep. he needed to be double teamed. Exactly, but team other teams have didn't put the respect on Dalton. Like they're not going to continue to go to Dalton Schultz on third down. But the numbers show that he, that's his guy. So you know what Belichick did? You know what? Double team. Yeah. He's gonna force you to go to go yeah. to yeah. Cedric Wilson. Force you to go to other time. We had J.C. Jackson. He didn't. J.C. Jackson didn't follow. Amari all game. Mm. He didn't follow CD all game. He switched it up and made mm-hmm. sure, okay, this is the time they, they're going to go to Amari. Let's shut him down. Mm-hmm. Let's try to slow down CD. It was, it was a chess game. Yeah, and, it was. Keller was trying to, you know, force his hand with the running game, and that thing was just not working. It was it, it, at first, at times. But so start, I, like that 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 I like that he stayed with it for as long as he did, though. Because he... But I, I I haven't thought that about Kellen so far. I thought that he would abandon the run. So I think him sticking with it just a little bit longer, you know, because it was productive when you look at it. Like, even when you look at fantasy with Zeke, like, he had 70-some yards. Like, it, okay, it don't look like a lot. But when you can put him and Pollard together, they're averaging good yards. So it's mm-hmm. like... It's working, man. And sometimes it's a grind. And in a Bill Belichick type of game, you're going to have to grind it out. So it's like, especially if we're going to take away your your number one option from the things that you've been doing recently. So it's like, if you're going to play that and we're going to have to adjust on the fly, then we might have to run the ball. You know, that's what's going to get the play action working. And like Walt said, that, that has been pretty, pretty much phenomenal in that, you know, in the play action game yeah i mean you guys the defense looked exhausted late in that football game oh for sure you guys definitely took advantage of that and i think you know it shows a lot about you know who you guys have a qb you know max gonna be going through some of these rookie pains and yes he did overcome a huge you know interception Mm -hmm. in giving them the lead back but you know one qb needed to score a touchdown in overtime and one did it and uh you know i i do think has been very good obviously Dak is the much better quarterback we've seen in these close games against the New England Patriots the team with the better quarterback really probably outside of week one because I haven't been impressed at all with the Miami Dolphins um they had Patriots lost that game due to two very 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 poorly timed fumbles 
And they're two and four. I mean, I think they're a better two and four team than they're given a lot of credit for. But yeah. you know, they've they've been in every single game this year outside of New Orleans. Yeah, but yeah, almost field goals, count. fumbles, and you know, bad situational defense led to them being two and four. But you know, re- really going into the season, I was looking forward to specific things with Mac Jones because when they decided to move on from Cam, I was. You know, obviously Cam's not the face of the franchise. You know, you want to see the young kid get as many reps as possible. But, you know, I was worried that when you threw him out into the spotlight like they did, not giving him the first team reps in the preseason, that it was going to lead to some major inconsistencies. Now, I'm not saying he's been consistent on any every drive, but what I've learned from Mac Jones this year is, one, his accuracy is 100% legitimate. Mm-hmm. I did think that a lot of dink and dunk plays, you know, increasing his, you know, throwing it to James White from that a little bit. Did obviously Cruz increase percent? He has the ability to find certain spots that defense just doesn't this isn't it. This isn't that. You know, his ability to his accuracy in the middle of the field is one. Is that Walt? Yeah, I think it might have froze on us. Oh, I think okay. he's coming back. I thought that was me, but like we said, but we said last week about um. Let me see. We we'll move on. You guys got me. Yeah, yeah we good. There yeah. we go. I'm talking Mac Jones, and they're kicking me out of here. They must be. Right <laughs> there, but um, yeah. I mean, the rookie pains are going to happen. The Patriots are two and four because they don't play sixty minutes of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to happen there's going to be wasted drives there's going to be three and outs there's going to be frustrating three and outs there's going to be drives you need to score where you take seven minutes when it should be two and yeah. when you need certain things to happen it doesn't work one thing i'm confident about they finally started to run the football yes. damian harris was a drop machine for the first six weeks of the season want to make Dak's life easier run the ball because when he throws the ball more than 35 times the patriots aren't winning the game he's way too young he can't be throwing the yeah. ball that many times and that was my second fear about the team i'm like I don't really know if my run defense is really showed up as I, as the statistics say, because yeah. teams haven't really committed to running on us, and the Patriots definitely committed to running the football. And I was teams like, okay, are behind. they got to throw. And, that, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, but I was, and that's what I was really worried about. I'm like, okay, you know what? If they really get this run game popping, is it really showed up? Do we really have the pieces to really stop this run game? And they showed us that we can get punched in the mouth. In this rain game, but we got a bye week, which came at a perfect time. We can heal up. We can, you know, regroup. We can show that thing up because I'm sure teams are going to try to do that same thing, try to, try to duplicate that same thing that the Patriots did. Yeah, I mean, we Belichick found a soft spot, and yeah. Damian Harris has struggled this year. The yeah. running game in itself has struggled this year. One thing I was high on going into the season was the fact that they had four running backs that looked like situationally they w- could make it work. And when you lose the veteran in James White, who's the security blanket for someone like Mac Jones and provides that change of pace ability when he's not there and you can't rely on other guys to catch the catch the football, it took a while for the Patriots to really kind of figure out how they wanted to approach the running game. Uh, James White's a veteran. He's a captain. He's someone who knows the playbook inside and out, Has was in the Tom Brady era and carried over now into the Mac Jones era. And it's been tough. I mean, when you get into the Belichick doghouse, it's hard to get out of. And it seemed yeah. like every single running back on this team was in it. 
Yeah. So when they got their offensive line back, they were finally able to establish a ground gain. And Damian Harris had by far the best game of his season this year. So if they could keep that going, that would be unbelievable. But think about it like this. Like their most important offensive lineman for a ground and pound physical game isn't there. Yeah. Because yeah. when you deal with an injury like with to Brown, you know, he's the one of the biggest tackles in all of football. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, that's a big dude. And, you know, when you look at the Patriots tackles right now, I'm not a huge fan of Isaiah Wynn. Um, they have moved some pieces around. Yadni Kajus nearly got Mac killed last week mm-hmm. by Randy Gregory, which led mm-hmm. to that fumble. So they still have some pieces to get together, but they need to establish a ground game for Mac to be successful. And finally, we saw Damian Harris break out of his shell and, you know, get that 100-yard game that this offense definitely didn't lead to a win, but at hey. least they found something they can use moving forward on the ground. That's game. correct. And I said last week that y'all please don't do a disservice with – the Patriot way of please go get him a bona fide receiver. <laughs> yeah. 100% agree with you. Yeah. Because his version of getting a receiver was, I'm going to sound like a Philly fan here, but I can't wait for the day Nelson Aguilar is wearing a different Because <laughs> honestly, they paid him. Tw- so he goes, he's in Oakland last year. He yeah. has the best oh, season of his career. Takes the top off the defense. Good guy. Yard after the catch. Gets down the field. I mean, yes, maybe him not having the first team reps in, in, in the beginning of the season may affect this, but him and Mac Jones have zero chemistry. Yeah. It is it is shocking. I've yeah. never in my life seen I mean, I mean I've seen poor chemistry before, but like every it's time bad. he throws in the ball, he either drops it or he's in the wrong spot and it's overthrown. Mm-hmm. Now now I would like to see the Patriots open up this offense a little bit. I do mm-hmm. think they've been way too conservative with their play calling. On third and eight, you shouldn't be throwing the ball three yards. Correct. You should be throwing I mean, the ball. You but, should get the first down. No, I get it. There's some teams, you know. I, I, I think you should do that too. But I mean, if no one's <laughs> open or yeah, you don't right. have time or, you know, then it is. So that's the difference between good teams and, and teams that are trying to figure out who they are still. Yeah, but it was taking them way too long. I feel like there were just way too many cases where, you know, they just need to stress stretch out this offense a little bit and i do think they started to have mac throw the football a little bit more in this game against the dallas cowboys yes obviously the play everyone remembers is the 75 yard touchdown to kendrick Bourne, which was a very well thrown ball of course Mm -hmm. a defensive miscue there by the safety and trayvon Diggs after that huge interception but you know the patriots if they want to be successful need to do two things one continue to run the football the way you did against the dallas cowboys and two let mac throw the ball down the field and i do think if they can find a way to uh, do that. I would love to see it. I still am not fully sold on them doing it all season, but we finally saw a glimpse of what he can do throwing the ball down the field against the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I think that's you may need to see that. You may yeah. need to see. Yeah. You may need to see that just to feel confidence that you make it make that call again. Josh McDaniels may just didn't have the confidence in making that play think, call for I him think to do. That's it. that's what it was. But I I gained confidence myself in Mac Jones the week prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just some of the throws that he made. Hey, I, oftentimes, when I look at rookie co- quarterbacks, especially, I don't really care. If, I'm not looking. I'm not expecting them to be able to do what a Aaron Rodgers does in his prime. I'm not expecting them to be able to come down in the fourth quarter, put the team on their back, and get the win. I just want to see like, are their throws accurate? Do they do they know when to put touch on it? Do they know when they gotta squeeze it through the window? Stuff like that. The the it's the small things that's gonna make you great. And one of those touchdowns two weeks ago that Mac Jones threw just had so much touch on it. And I just feel like so many quarterbacks 
would have threw an interception in that position because the I can't remember who y'all were playing, but they were in a perfect underneath scheme to like Houston. Yep, yep, they were in a perfect underneath scheme, and he just placed it over two defenders, just only where his and I was like. That took a lot of touch. I was like, and I I came on the podcast and I told the guys that I, yeah. I was impressed by that throw. Um, and I, and I can always remember throws. They're not a lot of throws that I re, I remember. So if I do remember your throw, then that means your throw stands out. Um, so um, I, I do like Mac Jones. I feel like which everything that you said about is true. His accuracy is legitimate, and y'all just do gotta get him a number one, a true number one. Keep the running game consistent, and you guys will be, you know, the back to the Patriot way. Um, but I did want to, you know, we saw a lot of, we saw a lot of moving pieces this week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get you guys take on the AFC. Um, currently, the Ravens are five and one. We have a lot of teams that are four and two. Are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? I think they are right now. Yeah, man. It's man, the way they winning. It, that's a resilient team over there in Baltimore, man. It's mm-hmm. like <laughs> and it, it it's like they it's like they don't they don't know what's going on. It, the, Lamar throwing. It, it, let's get let's let's yeah. get Lamar's throwing and the league is not ready for him <laughs> for him to throw in the way he's throwing. And the last thing they want is him completing eighty five percent of his passes when they need him to. That's a whole fact. I, I mean the fact that They've dealt with so many injuries offensively, mm-hmm. both at the running back and receiver position. Mm-hmm. Like their first round pick, Rashad Bateman, I don't think has played yet. Ever. He just got he just got back. He just got, <laughs> just back. got back. Okay. Last week. Last week. He touched like, the field. Him. He did touch the field. They he lost. Got, he got me four fantasy points on the bench. <laughs> Who so they lost JK Dobbins, mm-hmm. Gus Edwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, added Je- Bell, Je- Freeman, and Murray. They lost yeah. Justice Hill, too. They lost Justice, Justice Hill, Hill, too. Yeah. Ryan Stanley play- just went on IR. That's another one. They're offensive Sam- linemen. Sammy Watkins is nicked up. And they're 5-1. and one. They embarrassed. Now, I, I, I don't really buy the hype when it comes to the Chargers in the preseason, mostly. They're always a team that has the talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always okay. a team that has skill, good QB, bunch of question marks, but everyone's like Lamar versus Herbert. And even I said it. I was like, yo, I hit up a couple of my buddies. I'm like, dude, Lamar's playing Herbert. What are you doing this afternoon? And I was watching Packers Bears. Because mm-hmm. the game was over at halftime. <laughs> yeah. It's just what Baltimore does really well is it doesn't matter who's in the backfield. Their ability to control the great game on the ground mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a physical team. Mm-hmm. They do a great job controlling the clock. And like you mentioned before, Lamar's doing a great job in the pocket mm-hmm. and he finally has a number one receiver yeah Hollywood I mean, Brown finally I mean, emerged yeah and, but this is my thing that I've said for a long time mm-hmm. we're in a microwave generation where we want every single rookie to come out and rip it up or we're done with That's them true. correct sometimes you gotta develop I'm sorry everybody's not gonna come in and just have a have a DK Metcalf year you see what I'm saying? Every no, every that's not gonna happen all the time. Sometimes it may take two or three years. Like look at To's career. To it took three or three or four years before he really people were like, oh, this this guy is good. 
because he he was a drop king, but they stuck with him because they drafted him. So, so talking about San Fran, so it's like, how many times have we seen people get drafted and get cut the same year or the very next year? It's like, if if I'm drafting a guy high, I want to I want to spend time to to really see him develop. So you know, Hollywood has turned into a number one yeah. receiver and. They they stuck with him when everybody else was saying, "Go get a guy, go get a guy, go get a guy." Mm -hmm. They had a guy, so it's like sometimes disrespect. I mean, to cut you. Sometimes disrespect works in a good way. Like he heard all the disrespect. Mm -hmm. He's that. That's my guy, Curtis. He's talking about his. <laughs> he's talking about his parlay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes disrespect goes in a positive way, but like so every, like you said, oh Lamar doesn't have any weapons. Oh, they need to go get a receiver. They need to go get somebody. They need to go. And I'm, I'm right here. Like I'm, I'm right here. Yeah. He just wanted the opportunity because, mind you, I was highly critical on Greg Roman's play calling. Yes, you were. His, his play calling was 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 handcuffing this Look, offense it, last year. Now he's taking the reins off. He's opening this thing up a little bit. Now everybody's flourishing. Now I I agree one hundred percent with you. But I truly believe it was a trust factor thing. And okay. if if you remember, that's why Lamar was yelling big trust. Because what have I been saying since Louisville? Lamar can throw from the pocket. I've been in countless arguments on Facebook trying to explain this to people. Countless arguments in, at the water cooler at my job. Countless <laughs> arguments through text message on my phone trying to tell this to people like did you watch Lamar Jackson in college or did you just see highlights if you did you will understand that they ran a pro style system at Louisville yes they had some elements of the 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 read option but so does the NFL now so that's technically a a a pro a pro philosophy now so it's like if you actually saw him in college, he was doing all of these things. He was running the play action. He was sitting back. He was picking you apart. And then he was running when things broke down. Yes, they did do some design runs first, but it was college. But the makings were still there. And I always thought that the Ravens just didn't trust that in him. And now it's like Greg is finally trusting him. And the same thing that I said with Hollywood. Sometimes it takes time to develop. So their relationship Greg and Lamar took time to develop, but I think now where it's at, the rest of the league should be very, very afraid, you know, because they're comfortable now. And Lamar is comfortable under pressure. So it's like, but I also. If, it, if Bateman can turn into a true number two, that was their I, offense is going to be. Disgusting. That's what I was going to say. But okay. they, dra they drafted <laughs> that's him. That's what I was going to say. To they be a number one. Exactly. So if he like you said, if you we want him to be a number two now, hey, because people stepped that's up. A, I mean, that's, and that's a that's a drastic change. But um, we had a we had a game last night that I think that changed a lot of uh, viewpoints of the AFC. I agree. Because people thought it was Buffalo, and that's why I asked this question. Mm -hmm. I know. I, that's why. That's why I segue on it because I seen it. I seen it in the comment, Ross. <laughs> we got, we got, we got you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo is my Super Bowl pick to get to the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and Buffalo, Buffalo played a good game. They did they play had, a good game. They had a chance to win the game. They had such a good team. 
so it's no it's no 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 need to um mm-hmm. say anything negative about Buffalo. Buffalo still Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But Tennessee, Tennessee showed up last night. They showed up, man. <laughs> I mean, I I was not impressed with Tennessee at the beginning of the season. Um, at all. I at all. But I mean, Derrick Henry when he rushes over a hundred plus, it is hard to beat them. It's, it is very hard to beat them. It's amazing that I said it last night in the group that he's still breaking off these big runs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every time. Imagine trying to tackle him. I mean, I I I get it. He's a he's a force, but it's like he's breaking away from people. Like yeah. they're not even catching him. Like when he gets like, come on now. Like you know why? Least... Because they stack the box mm-hmm. to try to stop him. And when you stack the box, it's only really you if you break through that first level, you're gone. And so it's like everybody's parallel with him trying to get him. And if you don't get him before he gets to, to the second level, you're done because no one ever said that he, he's not slow. <laughs> no. He's not slow. And that's the thing. Yeah. He just, you think he is because he's big. He's so big. And, yeah. But he ain't a burner neither. But he he's not going to be caught from behind unless you are a burner. So it's like. <laughs> You know, and most of the time, if you are a burner, you're getting blocked up or something, caught up in a rubble, and that's all that he needs to to break free. So it's like, then it's the contact piece. If you are able to make contact with him <laughs> at that point, it's like people are shying away from it, man. They don't, they do not want to meet up with Derrick Henry in the hole, man. And it's like, his name said like John John Henry the the, the folk tale and then it's like you. Derek Henry's like his parents knew something was gonna be up with this dude man. But like like Walt said, I wasn't impressed with how they started off the season, how they started off and how they looked, and then like I don't think anybody picked them last other than Titans fans. I don't think anybody picked them. They yeah, I mean like, when I. When I look at the obviously their matchup against the Bills, I mean I think you make a great point. This Buffalo Bills team 100% has it in them to meet them in the AFC, and I think mm-hmm. one contributing factor to that, and could very easily bite me in the in the ass coming down the road is, I don't know how good the Chiefs are, and if the Chiefs aren't the team that's representing the AFC, that opens a massive door for the Buffalo Bills, because this is one of the best coach teams in the AFC. Josh Allen turned the corner last year and mm-hmm. developed into a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. My only concern with the Bills is um, they're – I don't love them on the ground. Um, Singletary and, and, and Moss have not blown me away. At all. Um, obviously, Josh Allen has the escapability in, mm-hmm. as a quarterback, but, you know, their defense is very well coached. Their offense has some great skill. Of course, Dawson Knox got hurt last year, but he's really hurt – Last yesterday, yeah, but has emerged as a top option in the passing game. Yep. So they, if they can de- develop something on the ground, anything, just anything, it, yeah, it'll make a huge difference. But I mean, I still think the Chiefs are going to win their division. I'm still not sold in the way they're playing, but I think there is a huge. And obviously, I think oh, Tennessee is playing the Chiefs next week. Um, Let, let's stay there. Let's mm-hmm. stay there on that statement. You still think, from what we've seen so far, you still think the Chiefs are going to win their division? Everyone's one game apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really close still. And, and I I'm not a believer in the in Oakland, not Oakland, Vegas or Denver. I think they'll eventually be the 500, you know, yep. sub 500 teams. Yeah, Are the Chargers going to show up in big games? We we, we don't well, know. Oakland is a wild card. I, I wasn't right, right. I wasn't a believer, but 
Now with the new coach coming in, they're in a good position that if you can corral the guys, you have a good core to go after this thing. And and I'm talking about the division. So especially with the way that the Chiefs were, uh, were playing. Now, Washington has just gave the Chiefs that little boost that a team that a team in a position like the Chiefs may have needed to get back on track. I'm not saying that it's going to work against teams that are better than Washington, but what I'm saying is Pat Mahomes was playing really, really bad in that Washington game, and at some point he said, "The I hell with that, that, man! You're Pat Mahomes," and he transformed back into Pat Mahomes. And so, if you could do it, then sometimes you get into a slump, like in baseball. Sometimes you get into a slump, and I truly think Pat Mahomes was in a slump. But I think he may have broken out of it last week, and and we'll see. That's just my prediction. So I think the Chiefs—they're my Super Bowl prediction. So I, you know, I'm leaning. So, but I think they may have broken out of it, and I think they are going to win a division. I do think that Buffalo is better than them, and I do think that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. The thing about the thing about the Chargers is, I know AJ always says he's one of the ones that says, "Oh, West Coast team goes to the East Coast. You know, it's a tough game." And when I watched that game, I said, "Oh, I I I believe it. I'm believing." No, it that. is. That's true. I was hesitant to believe. I'm like, this is an excuse. Like, okay, you know, you ever made that flight? I made it, but I ain't play a game. So yeah, like, so you you slept. <laughs> like you said, so I, I, you know, I, just, I dismissed it. Like yeah, it's okay. Then I watched that game. I'm like, this is not even a competitive game. Like, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. this is terrible. Like yeah. they're not that bad. Like my team played this team. Like mm-hmm. this team is not this bad that mm-hmm. they just put on the field. But like Walt said, are they ever going to show up in big games? We know the Chargers is, you know, history has shown yeah. that. But I don't like to meet the the way I'm viewing things now. I don't like to use history. That's especially, a cheat code to me. Especially since it's a new regime. I don't that's, think you can apply history to a new regime. And that's I don't what like I'm saying. That. That's a cheat code. That's a cheat code for me. I know others can do it. I'm not going to dismiss it. That's, like I said, it's a new regime, new coaching staff, a new it's a new everything in, in LA. Mm-hmm. They they even they ain't even in San Diego no more. They're in LA. Facts. So I gotta get used let's, to that. Let's let's give it a chance. I, I just don't I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to win this division now. Now, do I believe the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs? Yes, they're the Chiefs. Not I going agree. to dismiss it. But I don't. I don't think they're going to win. The, I don't think they're going to win this division. And oh, I ain't going to argue that now. Now, if they don't win the division and they don't get a, a, a home game, it's going to be tough. If they don't have that home field advantage, like they you know that they're accustomed to, going to be tough for the Chiefs. I'm not ready just because they beat Washington because they look like you said they look bad in the first half. They look bad. So they look bad, I, bro. I'm not. I'm not ready to just say yeah. The Chiefs is back. I know they have a weak little weak schedule in this mm-hmm. and it, to, to get it together. But, as you know, does Mahomes lead the league in interceptions? He may. He got a lot of them. I would have to check. He does have seven, I believe. No, he has eight. I think. No, he has eight. Damn. Okay. Yeah. He he may lead the league. Now, we spent a lot of time on the AFC. Um, we got one more supporter before we leave the AFC. I mean, how are we feeling about the Browns? I'm yeah. disappointed in the Browns. Yeah. yeah I am too. Yeah. I mean, their whole offense is injured. Yeah. Yes. But so it's, it's like that's they three and three though. Three and three, you could still you can you can yeah seventeen three three. games this year. You got a chance, but I'm definitely disappointed in the Browns. They three and three with it. more injuries. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, they it's played like, Thursday. Yeah. yeah. With the injury that they just suffered. Yeah, who's going to be the running back? It felt me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mercy. I don't think even think they're – I think they're the person they're putting there is a is a, a receiver. Yeah, felt like yeah. something Johnson yeah. – D not not Deontay Johnson. D-Ernest. D-Ernest, yeah. yes. Him. Yeah. Trust, I know He's starting? I know, I know him real, real well from last year. Go get him. Pick him up. And there's one QB in the NFL that has more picks than Mahomes. Who? The Zach Wilson. Oh, damn. And, and we talked about that last week. Yeah, we were um, solo. Zach. Wait, who's, who's Zach play this week? Patriots. He's going to have some more. Yeah. <laughs> he got four against him the first time. He's going to get some more. Yeah. So, so... All right, I just wanted to give the NFC some love. So we got Cardinals are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have multiple teams that are five and one. Cowboys are five and one. Rams are five and one, who are in the same division as the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Packers are five and one, and the Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, are five and one. Are the Cardinals the best team in football? I'm gonna say yeah right now, but just based off their record alone, just go get give me their respect right now. Yeah, I mean, I think Kyler Murray has been absolutely freaking amazing. I mm-hmm. mean, his his escapability, his mm-hmm. presence in the pocket, their ability to score. I mean, 38, 34, 31, 37, 17, 37. He scored 31 or more points in six games this year, five games this year. And they wanted him they, to go play baseball. <laughs> The thing about they have it, and they played some tough teams. Like they, they, they haven't played they no cupcake schedule. They, they beat the they Rams. beat the Rams by seventeen. Yeah, like, they punished the Rams. Like, they, like they, <laughs> they dominated that game. That's what that's what know. made because the Rams are also five and one. That's what solidifies them being the best team for me because they played yeah. another team that was undefeated at the time, and it wasn't a close like seventeen to me. Two top teams, that's not close. You're not supposed to lose by 17 if it's two elite teams, a division rival. Yeah. So, but, it, um, but, it, but it only became 17. They they was never in this game. Like, they were never in the and they looked bad. And that's what I and that's what I know. It was, it was definitely a bad game. So, it's like, I – so, I, that's that's always been my thing with the Rams. You know, I, yeah. golf got them to the Super Bowl. Like, you – y'all are trying to say – act like y'all won the Super Bowl already. No, Matthew Stafford has to at least get him there to yeah. even be in a conversation. Correct. So, pump your brakes. You got to figure out how to beat the Cardinals first. Um, but, all right, so if the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL, um, who's the next best team in the NFC? There are a lot of 5-1 teams. The Bucks. No, no, don't well, give I'm me that. No, don't, don't give me that hill. I'm going to give you the real answer. I'm no, giving you the man. real the Bucks beat the Cowboys, so if you, I'm giving you the real answer. The Bucks have a lot of injuries in their secondary. That's yeah. Not, uh, and who the, beat the I, Bucks? Um, who did beat the Bucks? Rams. Mm. Oh, this thing getting scary in there. Yeah, it's spooky. <laughs> so that same logic that we just had, <laughs> you know, you feel. But when that, when it comes to the Bucks, I think the Bucks are showing championship resolve. You know. Mm-hmm. Some of these games are closer. Some of these games are closer than what they should be. Some of the games are blowouts, you know. But they're, but they're showing that, hey, facts. I I believe in Tampa. I believe in TB twelve. I believe in mm-hmm. what we go, what we got going on. Mm-hmm. We, we we got it done last year. I just believe. I believe if you go for a power ranking for the NFC, 
I would definitely put the Cardinals, and I would definitely put the Bucks after that, and I'm mm-hmm. definitely putting the Cowboys right at right right after that. I can, I can Cowboys deserve that. to be there too. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. respect that. I like I like the Bucks. Like you mentioned before, their secondary is getting killed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when like you mentioned before, you play in the NFC and you play Green Bay and Devontae Adams and Dallas, and you guys have three receivers that mm-hmm. you have to respect. And then you play, I mean, I don't really believe in the Saints, or the Cardinals or the Rams, you're playing some of the best offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, I trust that Tom Brady and this offense can do very well. They're very well coached defensively. Um, they're not a team you want to face in the playoffs, but that secondary can, can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that is my one concern about the Bucks. They have mm-hmm. everything in place, in my opinion, except for the ability to stop other teams throwing the football. I just like the Bucks' attitude, man. How many Super Bowl teams, coaches and quarterback, have went out and said like, "We running it back"? Mm-hmm. In I've the never last, seen. I, I, I I hate to say it, the Dallas Cowboys might have been the last time. I, uh, Emmitt and Michael Irvin might have been. They might have been the last people to talk like that. Yeah, but then you got to, but you got to preface yourself by saying in the in the free, in the free agency era. Yeah, and that, 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 that wasn't free agency era at that point. Facts. So it's like, so it's like, like people just in. don't talk like that no more. So it's like they literally came out. They said that last year, like we're gonna run it back. The coach said it. Like people weren't shying away from it, and it's like they came out this season looking like that's at least what they're trying to do. And mm-hmm. I can, if, if I'm a Bucks fan, it's like if I love my team, like that's all I want is my yeah. team to live up to the stuff that they be talking about. You yeah. feel me? So it's like kudos to the Bucks. One one thing I can say, I'm sorry, I can't. No, go ahead, go ahead. One thing, one thing I can say about my team, I think my team can hang with anybody. I, um, I, I believe that. I think my team can beat anybody. And how many times have we? Hey, could you say that about my team? We'd have lost this game against New England last week, in years past. Lots We'd of years, y'all have had. Y'all have had the talent Dallas. to compete with teams, but y'all have not had the coaching, which we is what I've said. For years, but it was like when y'all had Jason Garrett and y'all were winning 10 or 13 games. No, nobody none, believed. T- nobody that was a Cowboy fan wanted to hit, wanted to hear me say anything about Jason Garrett. <laughs> and nope. then when he left, not, well, Hill was listening, but when he left, all Cowboy fans were now saying it was Jason Garrett holding us back. It's like, I fought y'all for years trying to tell y'all that. Now it's Jason Garrett. But I do, and this is what I said when y'all got Mike McCarthy. I said mm-hmm. that I thought that he was a better head coach. Mm-hmm. Just pure coming in. And I thought that this, you know, I thought that this would happen for y'all last year. But sometimes it, it takes time. Miami mm-hmm. Heat, it took mm-hmm. time. And it's it's happening, you know. So it's like, and then y'all just went out and had a good draft this year. And, you know, and, and added to what y'all already had. Y'all had a core a good core last year that could have made a run, but I think everything was too new. The thing about McCarthy is, like I said, he's an old he's an old school coach. He needed to be in the field. He needed to put your hands on your players. He needed to implement what he really wanted to do. The thing about it is he still brings credibility. He mm-hmm. has a Super Bowl rank. So the thing that he says, I'm going to believe him. Fast. We've been doing we've been doing other stuff that ain't been getting us there. Mm-hmm. So now if he say, hey, this is what we're doing this week, this is how we're going to do it, you know, this is how we're going to do it next week. This is the plan. This is the blueprint. And then you're seeing the results. You get to buy in even more. It's uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very refreshing to have him on the staff. It's very refreshing to have 
Dan Quinn on the staff. Yeah, that he was another a, major pickup. Yeah, that was a huge pickup. Like I said, he has a ring. Like I said, he he been to a Super Bowl. So like I said, when you have credibility of what you backing up what you're saying, mm-hmm. it, it holds value. And then you see the results. Like I said, some of these games that we've won, we would have lost. Easy. Definitely coaching got y'all. Right, okay. And close games, it's coming down to coaching all the time. Made, he made some bonehead clock management moves sometimes. I mean, but that's no, not but perfect. First, and that's what I wanted to really get at. Like we yeah, see this every perfect. week. Coaches make people make, but make, he's make consistent. Mistakes, but his is they want to, you know, amplify his because where we at. But I mean, like they, I said, they did that when he was in Green Bay too. As if you want to coach big teams, hey. This is the time. This is the time that you can really say you can look at a Cowboys team and you can legitimately say, "I kind of believe in them." I know people don't want to believe in them because you know they're the Cowboys. We hate them. You know, I get it. I understand that. But you can actually say, "Hey, they may do some things." And uh, I has I had some hot seat questions for you, Hill. Oh, um, about the Cowboys, um, but they got to be like they got just to be real quick because. You know, Walt's not a Cowboy fan. You can give me your take, too, on it, Walt. Um, but okay. it got to be one-sentence answers. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, what are the Cowboys' biggest strengths? The passing attack. No, 100% the off- agree with that. I, I'm The offense, let me say that. All right. What's the Cowboys' biggest weakness? Stopping the run. Correct. Both in agreement. How far would the Cowboys go? Uh, NFC Championship game. I agree. I think it. I. I yeah. and the thing is, y'all are the, twins. The seating, seatings could be a nightmare. So I still think they're a team that can make it that far, but the NFC postseason is going to be brutal. Mm. I only fear going to Green Bay, and I only fear. Well, I only fear playing Green Bay. Period. Because what Aaron Rodgers have done to me in my in years past, and I only fear going to Tampa Bay. I do not fear going to Arizona, and I do not fear going to LA. The Cowboys have heavy fan bases, mm-hmm. and those two, so mm-hmm. those te- those games will feel like home games essentially. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't fear going there at all. Those two places. It will be interesting because I don't. Has Kyler ever been in the playoffs? No, no. He said that everything's that, new to him. So, yeah, yeah, that could be interesting in regards to the Cardinals once they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing, man. If say the Cardinals win the division, yeah. you guys host a game, and that team unfortunately is the Rams. Yeah, who wins? I think the yeah. Cowboys win that. I think the I, Cowboys win. Yeah, too. I got us beating. I got us beating the Rams. Um, listen, you, I'm not sold on Matt Stafford winning a playoff game. I'm not either over Dak because you've never won a playoff game. So it's like, especially in Dallas. Yeah, or or in LA. Anywhere you know, one playoff game, Matt Stafford. So I'm not convinced that you can do it. You have to show me now. Now, that's the fan. That's the fan in me. Of course, I'm going to believe in my team. I'm going to say that in my team. But the Cowboys have a heavy fan base in LA. Our training camp is in Oxnard. Like we have, you know, yeah. It's America's team, bro. Y'all pretty much have a fan base everywhere. I have a heavy fan base in DC. Like that's that's correct. Hey. I got Mike. Um, was at the game, and he said it was a lot of Cowboy fans yeah. in New England, and I was shocked. That was shocking. That was it, though. That oh, yeah, me. yeah. That that was that was your little hot seat. All right. You well, let's me? go ahead. I didn't think I was impressed with the NFC Championship game because I do feel like they're gonna go there. Um, 
But I feel like depending on who's there, the Cowboys may have a good chance, man. If the Cowboys continue to look like how they look, and that's why I asked that question to the universe that I asked him, (laughs) because they look legitimate, bro. And that's and that's my point. So it's like when I said in the chat that I wanted to ask you some questions, I just wanted to see if you were going to be objective. But I think that's a good place for them. But I honestly feel like you may be selling them short. And that's just me. Uh, Washington fans not going to like that. But I'm I'm just being real. And I have the I had the Chiefs and the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. But I feel like the Cowboys and also Green Bay, and also the Bills are in, in the mix. And Arizona, you, as as a wild card for me, is in the mix just because Kyler Murray does not have the experience. This this sums it up perfect. The NFC is purely based on the matchup. Yeah. yeah. And that's purely based on the matchup. Like I said, like if you talk to a Rams fan, the Rams fan to tell you something positive about they can be in the NFC championship game. Facts. You know what I'm saying? A Cardinals fan can tell you something positive about they could be in the way they're playing right now. They could be in the NFC Championship game. You know about the Bucks. You know about Green Bay at this at this point. You know, do we need to talk about anybody else? There's enough time for three and three teams sure. and four and two teams to turn it around. Correct. So, but, but those but those teams that we named, they are headed to pack yeah, right now. Those are headed like, to pack. They look like legitimate contenders. Like Facts. you said, week to week, things can change. Before we wrap it up, before we get on out of here, let's um Lakers, baby, huh? <laughs> Lakers Celtics rivalry is back. I see that. I see that Celtics yeah. banner hanging in the back, and that Red Sox banner. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we go. Oh, the Sox play game four tonight. <sighs> How you I'm feeling? Disgusted. I'm feeling good, man. The Houston Astros pitching is crushed. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so was the Yankees, man. Dude, the Braves are about to beat Cole the Dodgers. Cole let me down against the Sox, man. But I, I, I'm not surprised that the Braves about to beat the Dodgers because the way the, um, the um, Dodgers skated through the first first round. But also, and what, without come on, without Clayton, come on now. Yeah, and Bauer. Well, I already knew that. I, when I text you, when I said yeah. he's done, yeah, uh, I, I, I pretty much was saying the Dodgers were done. That was much. weeks ago. He goes, they go, but you know, Scherzer should. <laughs> Scherzer got paid too. He needs to step his stuff stuff up. Yeah. What? Hey, I mean, you got the baseball. One thing, since I don't know if you guys knew this, I work for MLB Network Radio. Yeah, I see, I seen that, so that profile. Um, being covering this game is unbelievable. Just the the one sixty two, the no breaks, mm-hmm. like the pitching management, I can only the imagine. ups and downs of a season, seeing mm-hmm. it firsthand and speaking to the people firsthand is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This Red Sox team, I said all season. They have the power to win a World Series, but the pitching is going to be tough to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they have blown me away since the start of the season. Yeah, unfortunately. Who do you I'm like? I'm a I'm a Yankees fan, and it's funny that you talk about the 162, um, you know, the pitching rotations and all that because I lived that like on my on my MLB <laughs> the Show League. So it's like yeah, I, I you know I I'm fully immersed, so I, I I know the feeling. But it's like you're doing it for real, so I definitely respect it. But it's always been like a dream of mine. So so kudos to you. But yeah, I'm definitely a Yankees fan, which is why the the Red Sox banner hurts me. Um, yes. Especially you talk about pitching. You your question mark was pitching, but you have y'all have overperformed in my opinion Absolutely. this year with pitching. And every single year, because Donald or Hill's a Hill's a, a Yankee fan also. Every single year, I ask him and our, our other Yankee fan friend, 
what do you like? Do we have enough pitching? And every year they, the last three years, they've told me we're we're good to go. And literally, pitching is the reason we don't make it every year. Well, base running could be the reason why we didn't get it this year. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But um, pitching definitely is a part of it. Um, so major part. Sometimes yeah, I mean, I it's at- the big names don't. Don't live up to the hype sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but damn, bro, get out of three innings. It like, seems like when innings? I watched the the Yankees, you mentioned base running. They led the league in getting caught on the base. I know. Double I plays. Know. And the middle of your lineup's all one base players. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So stretching first to third, being aggressive on the base yeah. pass, stealing bases, you know, hit and run. Boone's like, you know, hit a home run or we're not scoring. Then you Boy, have but... Nevin. Then you have Nevin on third base that doesn't know Nothing. when to halt, when to go, anything. Yeah. Doesn't know how to play a double off the green monster. So, no, you know, base running was terrible for the Yankee for the Bronx Bombers this year. Um, it was disgusting to watch. We lost. We lost to Boston. Because of pitching, and definitely we had a chance to get back in that game, and base running, it it it, it took it away from us. Yeah. So. All right. So this NBA preview before we get up out of here. Um. Any 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 thoughts? Lakers you know? in four, man. All right. So are you both Lakers fans? Yeah. No, yeah. that should be fun. Yeah. yeah. I I I said this on Fonz DeFalco's podcast right before I came here. I think anyone that talks about the Lakers' age, even though it's blatantly obvious from a number standpoint, that mm-hmm. I, I, that could, I could care less about that. Yeah. This team is gonna. This team is winning the Western Conference. Not they won't win the first seed, but they will win the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I, I do think managing, you know, minutes for LeBron as he gets older is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think having someone like Russell on this team pushing the pace through 82 games yeah. will keep them afloat. Obviously, the I'm not, not like they're going to be at uh, disappear in the West, but, I mean, there's going to be one through, make six could be determined by not that many games. Carmelo, I mean, the Western yeah. Conference this year is absolutely loaded. If Carmelo, Carmelo can good shoot addition, like he did in Portland. Yeah. And he's going to have a lot of, they, like, their defense is going to be focusing on LeBron, Russell, and Anthony Davis. Anthony and, Davis, and when he can have stay Rondo. healthy. You have Rondo, DeAndre Jordan, underrated pickup, Dwight Howard, underrated pickup, who was great last year mm-hmm. with the Philadelphia 76ers as a replacement whenever Joel Embiid needed breaks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, there's still some questions in regards to not knockdown shooting. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah, again, absolutely. like a lot of the players on this team, but it's not like you have J.J. Redick and Joe Harris. Um, it, I do like Malik Monk. I think he's going to be a very solid six-man pickup. I do um, like Malik Monk. I still need a um, Kentucky in the well, building. Like when I look at the Lakers and matching them up against like the Bucks or the Nets or some other teams like that. I mean, the Nets' biggest issue this season, in my opinion, is they have no presence in the paint. Mm-hmm. When they yeah. lost DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, mm-hmm. they're relying on Lamarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, and Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough. Um, that is a hundred percent right. This Drummond is what? Drummond is an underrated pickup? For the Sixers? Why? Because it's going to be him and Embiid. That's a solid split. That is solid. Drummond yeah. did his job, bro. Like, I mean, we didn't get to where we are, like, but he did his job Dwight for Howard, the most part. Dwight Howard was productive in a backup role. Drummond I don't did, think Philly's going to be good up, at all. 
Okay. But I do think that 50-50, yeah, not 50-60-40 split between him and Embiid is going to be very solid. But again, it's not a standard. He can league. do more than what Ben Simmons did. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, to show up. <laughs> my thing about my thing about um, yeah, my thing about what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers threw me off because the Sixers are such a. I, I'm, I'm confused. Like, I'm, I'm just confused on what was the game plan. Like, I really don't want to dwell on dwell on Ben Simmons situation because this thing should have been. It should have never got to this point. I agree. It should have never got to this point, and, it, and it's sad. Um, and it's only going to get even uglier. Um, the Nets, the Nets are. They got their own. They're going to be. They're going to be explosive in the regular season. I didn't even season. mention Kyrie. I mentioned the paint. I don't. I it's wasn't. Not, in... it's, it's, it's nothing to. Re, it, Kyrie is it's not there. Yeah. But, but I'm just talking about, about the players that's there. Yeah. I don't that's believe what... that they're going to have a lot of continuity either, man. I just I see a lot of low management coming. I see a lot of yeah, missed games. I just don't know if the Brooklyn Brooklyn had their shot and they may have missed it. If because they, they don't I I got Chicago. I the Bucks I scare me. Chicago. Chicago is gonna be a good team. I think Chicago is gonna be better than the Nets. Um the Especially the Nets without without Kyrie, the Heat are still a problem. Philadelphia is a problem. Boston is still a problem in the East to me, and I just don't fear the Nets, bro. Like the Nets have scoring, and that's it. But we know that's not enough to get it done in the NBA. I asked Fonz this question just before I joined you guys. Sorry to interrupt you. You need to stop. Who's on the court? Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think Steve Nash has. I mean, you're going to go with Javon Carter, Paul Millsap. Steve Nash never played defense a day in his life. He played for Dan Tony most of his career. He don't, he, don't, he don't know nothing about no defense. He don't know nothing yeah. about it. <laughs> and I, I do think that's where Brooklyn is going to struggle. I mean, yes, they are going to be active on the buyout market. Um, I do think mm-hmm. if a center gets uh, released, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to pick uh, to add some pieces to this roster like they did last year uh, with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge before, unfortunately, he ended up not being able to play for the rest of the season. But I just don't look at this roster as a complete roster that's going to compete for a championship. I think they will be a team you don't want to play because of Durant Correct. and Harden. Correct. But I just don't see them as a team that can get a key stop in a key moment because, yeah. you know, I, I, you're not going to have Harden on the court. And, you know, I just – I don't – I need to see it to believe it in regards mm-hmm. to that aspect of their game. That's yeah. why I think if they play the Bucks in a series – the Bucks commit on the defensive side of Facts. the court. Facts. The Heat commit to the defensive side of the court. The Celtics didn't mm-hmm. last year, and I hope that that changes with M.A. Udoka now as the head coach and some other additions here in the offseason. But, I mean, they'll be competitive. They'll win some games. It's an offensive league. KD drops a ton of – hey, what's up, Sean? Uh, it'll be interesting, but I just – I don't look at the Nets roster outside of their big two – and think that they have the pieces mm-hmm. and the role players and mm-hmm. the established, you know, eight-man rotation to go out there and match up against most of these teams in the NBA. They can score 140, yeah. but don't be surprised if the team they're playing scores 142. Mm-hmm. I think a team. I, th- I think a team that's going to be annoying in the East is going to be the Pacers. Oh, facts. I 100% agree facts. with you. Like they're going to they're going to go back to the time when they had Nate McMillan and they're going to be the third they're going to be the third seed yeah. and nobody's going to believe them mm-hmm. as being the third seed 
and they're going to win the uh, first round series and they're just going to make it tough for the next series. It's just going to be annoying. I'm not saying the Pacers are going to win the championship. Not even saying they're going to the Eastern Conference Championship. I'm just saying they're going to be annoying, annoying for seeding purposes. I believe I believe in the um Bulls, as somebody stated earlier. Mm-hmm. I like I like I like with the I like the Bulls. Um my only thing about the Bulls is I don't know if they have enough shooting to spread this thing for floor spacing. But I like the pieces that they had. I, I like what like they're it. going. I like everything that they got going on. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be known. The Celtics are going to be the Celtics and the fact that they're going to they're going to frustrate they got a Celtics new coach fans. bro I, I think we're going to see a different Celtics but I don't know if Celtics fans are going to give them realistic expectations I, the thing yeah, with, listen, I don't, the with the Celtics <laughs> I, and that's what I'm that's all I'm talking about I'm talking about Celtics fans yeah we're annoying um, <laughs> the thing with when last year when I watched Boston Celtics basketball Brad Stevens built an identity as a head coach as a two-way defensive-oriented guy. Mm-hmm. They were solid on the defensive end. Al Horford made it even better as that coach on the court, and they established an identity. As uh, time went on, I think they lost that identity looking for that offensive spark plug. They had a roster that was incomplete and led to a lot of people losing their jobs. One thing I need to see from the Celtics this year, they need to move the ball better. Their ball movement last year was terrible. Mm-hmm. They played way too much isolation basketball, mm-hmm. low-percentage shots, forcing bad three-point shots as times expired, and they really didn't scare many people in the lane. They also didn't get many opportunities in the transition game. That's where I want to go for my second point. Their transition game last year was non-existent. Brad mm-hmm. Stevens built his identity on getting additional points, getting additional drives, scoring early, playing physical, moving the ball down the court. When they had guys like Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. you know that was their identity, and it worked, and it got them pretty far in the postseason that one year. Secondly, they need to improve defensively. I do think the addition yeah. of Al Horford is going to secure, like that. you know, some spots. You know, I don't think their defense is elite, but they can finally say that in a defensive situation when they need to stop, they can put smart Richardson, Brown, mm. Horford, yeah. and Williams on the court. And, that's yeah. and I believe that, that is a group that can get right a stop. Yeah, you want, and they need a bucket. They bring in Dennis Schroeder. Brown's yep. on the roster. Jadim, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Uh, Al Horford has the ability to space the floor and pass the basketball. And then, obviously, uh, that last spot is really up to M.A. And who has the hot hand between uh, Pritchard, Neesmith? Uh, I don't really don't want Smart there. But, I mean, if he's knocking down threes, you know, smart, fine. Smart, Smart. That's a good place for Smart, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I think M.A. is going to make him even better because, remember, he's a guy who came from the Popovich coaching tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be a guy that focuses on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he's going to be a guy that focuses on smart ball movement, ball mm-hmm. movement that makes sense. And there were way too many times last year I watched the Celtics and I didn't really know what I was watching. Yeah. There was way too many yeah. inconsistencies. They'd have a lead and blow it. They'd be trailing and then just get close enough to then blow it in the fourth quarter. And I hate ISO ball. I do too. I couldn't stand it because remember, I like Kemba Walker. I was pretty positive when the addition was made, but mm-hmm. there were way too many possessions where he'd dribble the ball for about mm-hmm. 15 seconds. Yeah, I hate dribble, dribble. And dribble, Jason dribble. Tatum would stand there in the quarter, like, give me the ball. And then he'd dribble through his legs, take a low mm-hmm. percentage shot, and the mm-hmm. possession was wasted. Yeah. Think about, I'm glad you mentioned Kemba because we forgot about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They're going to the be Knicks. good this year. Yeah, the Knicks, they the are. Knicks. That, Knicks. I, and the Hawks, the Hawks, the Hawks too. And see, Nate and McMillan that's why underrated coaching basketball. That's why I say the Nets missed their window. Yeah, and you've talked about it for years, Hill. In all sports, championship windows close fast. 
they never really open wide. They only crack. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and, and what you say? You just cut the heat on last night. So it's like, ain't close. playing around with them. Yeah, ain't playing around. With them. Um, on before we leave up on the six, if the sixes don't resolve this Ben Simmons situation, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to it's, suffer. It's going to mess their season up for sure. Like, if you see reaction. If you yep. see Embiid today, he tired of. Mm-hmm. He, he like, I'm tired, tired of. It. I'm tired of dealing with him. I'm that tired man of do whatever he wants. I'm ready to. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to ball. And, and it's like, come on, that's Embiid, and we know Embiid don't bite his tongue about nothing. He say what he got to say. He, you know, he's very open and transparent. He ready to ball. He, and he's he, the leader. So if he feels like that, I, I can only to. assume that the rest of the team feels like that. And the fans are going to respond too, even though the fans don't really like Ben Simmons to begin yeah, with. But they, they listen. They, they listen to what Embiid has to say. Facts. And when someone of that level in the organization says something mm-hmm. that, you know, talk yeah. like. When he makes comments like that about someone who's supposed to be his co-star, mm-hmm. that is crushing for a team. Now, here's the thing. If Ben Simmons remains around, what do you think as a journalist, if all three were in the Philly market, would do? You're constantly asking questions yep, on yep. the topic. Yeah, of course. And yeah. if it's constantly around the clubhouse and they're constantly you know, kicking him out of practice or he doesn't show up or his name's all over the place, you know... You guys are spot on. It's going to be very annoying for these players to have to deal with. Now, I think Philly, you know, I, I don't think – I think they are probably going to be a play-in team at this point. Yeah, that's that's Fonz's new take. Um, he thinks he's going there, which I don't disagree with. I think he's really running out of options. Man. But um, I, I think they're a play-in team at best. Um, they Simmons have solid three-point shooting. But, oh, they – I mean, if they can I don't get know. Fox out of there for Ben Simmons, the def- – Philly got a chance. I don't know if what they're getting for Ben Simmons at this point. Yeah, and and, and I see, agree. With last and year, I agree. it could have been that maybe before, but this Ben Simmons, it would definitely would be hard to get Fox. But Damn. that Fox and Embiid, I think that could be the disgusting. Future. Yeah, bro, I think Colin Sexton Embiid. <laughs> And I and I didn't mean to say that. It's just, it's nah, just, I feel you. I, no, it, I like Colin Saxon, bro. I do too. Cooking, it, man. I know, it, it, but it sounded bad. I get it. That's why you laugh. But it, just get him up out of it. If you don't get, yeah. if you do not, if you do not get him up out of there, you're going to ruin your window. Like you said, yeah. possibly that Kawhi shot might have closed that window for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. But if y'all don't resolve this situation right now, you can go ahead and cut that thing down and put the lock on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is destroying his own trade value. Yeah. By showing yeah. up and putting in no effort, getting kicked out of practice and suspended all in a span of 24 hours, that looks terrible. Our, and our it, counterpart said that, and it's his birthday, and he's not here, so yeah. I'm going to hold him down. He's been saying that, and, and, and Sixers fans initially were upset with him. He said, like, you should have traded Ben Simmons last year because after his Great. performance in the playoffs – his value is low. And now with the off-court shenanigans not showing up and not being it, first of all, you should have been the first person to practice, Ben Simmons, with the way that you performed last year. But you're not showing up. Now you're suspended. Your trade values con- is continuing to just oh. hurt. And so it was like the team, what do you do? Like if you can't get if you can't get the value you want out of a player, but then he's not participating on the team and contributing the way that you want. What do you do as the organization at this point? But devil's advocate, though, he doesn't care about his trade value. Exactly. Of, of course he doesn't, but trade so that, value, that is, no, but no. he should. 
He right. should because trade value can help you. If you have trade value, that can help him dictate his own market. Because now I can say, I'm going here, here, here. If you don't have no trade value, you're going there. You know, you got a no trade clause, Ben Simmons. Hey, no, he don't, he don't, he don't. No. I, you see what I, I'm saying? But his whole, his whole, if his whole thing is getting out, if I just want to get out of Philly, you, that's my goal. But you're gonna end up in a worse place. You're gonna end up in a real basketball hell if you don't worry about your trade value. You're yeah. a professional basketball player, and you should still mm-hmm. be carrying yourself as such because you're gonna go to a team. You're gonna want those players to embrace you, and right now those players are seeing you abandon your teammates. And that's gonna be the consensus on you coming in, and so okay. you're damaging your brand, not but just I, your trade value. I don't disagree with nothing you said, but the Sixers already ruined. They let them get to yeah. this point. It should have never got to this point. Facts. And yeah. you should have you been asking for what you asked for. You could have got plenty for him, and you didn't. You dropped the ball. I still I still put this on the Sixers, even though everything with everything you just said it was 100 percent correct. Well, you said it too. When you had Kyle on your show, you be like, "I don't believe, I don't believe you can get anything for him. Mm-hmm. I'd rather keep him." Am I right? That's, I, did I quote you right? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, like if, if you're gonna make a trade, if you're the Sixers, you gotta get. You know, some. you're you're getting a bad contract. Mm-hmm. You're likely losing a draft pick, and you're adding a piece that doesn't help Joel Embiid win. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're gonna make the playoffs, but yeah. I mean, I don't know many matchups where you win in the first round and you're a bottom four seed. If you're the Sixers, the funny it's thing, a terrible situation for them. And we're gonna wrap it up. With, we're gonna wrap it up with this. Remember, the first reported trade offer was Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. And and for for uh, for Ben Simmons, and everybody and I laughed said, at that. And I said, and I quote, "That's, that's the best that's they're true. gonna get." <laughs> <laughs> that's my. You feel what I'm saying? Now, now they can't even get that offer. Oh, man. Now, now, now they can't even get that offer because he signed an extension and he can't get drafted. To, he can't get traded till draft time next year. So they didn't even ruin that offer. But, like, hey, hey, it is what it is. Walt, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure, Walt. It's hey, I appreciate pleasure. you guys having me. That was fun. That was the easiest hour and 15 minutes of my life. Yeah. Yeah, we, we seriously. Try. That was yeah. that was a breeze. That was a blast. We try, you know. And next time, you know, you may want to get it. Well, I don't know if, if Cannon really want to talk about watching the football team. No, nah, we can. I mean, I talk. I, I don't run from. I talk Washington football team. If you want to hear, I got a lot of complaints, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so. hey, yeah. I, I would definitely love it. We'll 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 I'll, we'll coordinate with something. I'll definitely try and get you on my channel. We'll talk some some sports. I mean, I had the chance to have Donald come on. Okay. A couple weeks ago to talk some Dallas Cowboys. That was a good conversation. Um, the Bengals are actually much better than I expected yeah, to, so I may have to send a message over to AJ yeah. to talk better, some. Uh, better better hurry up for this. I'm, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, so uh, I like Burrow hopefully too. Hopefully, down the road we can we can do something. But yeah, man, I definitely love to talk to you further on some Washington football team. Man, I, I used to live down in DC. Um, that's actually where MLB Network Radio is located. Okay. Um, I'm back in Massachusetts now, as they, uh, things are kind of getting figured out with COVID-19 and remote work working as of now, but. I communicate regularly with a lot of Washington football fans, okay. and uh, they are not very thrilled at times with some things going on with uh, the man sitting at the top of the 
top of the chain there. Yeah, so man. It's, it's, it it's, is a, a, it's a disgrace. It's constant craziness. It's, and it's and hard. It's, it's unbelievable. Hard. I literally thought to myself, I'm like, yo, why are you a fan? Why are you a fan of it? I, 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 before we get, I'm, I apologize because yeah. before, hey, like, why are you? Because <laughs> the the Sean Taylor thing really hurt me, man. Because I legitimately and, and my bro up here, Mark, Mark, Dave the Crusher, he was my roommate at the time in college, and so he actually lived with me the day that Sean Taylor was shot, and so it's like I distinctively remember that was a moment where I learned. Even though I never knew Sean Taylor, I learned that you cannot take life for granted because he got shot and I was like, oh my gosh, like the heart of our team got shot. But then they said he got shot in the leg and I I literally, I literally took a shot. I was like, thank God it was the leg. Like I took a shot to that. I, I distinctively remember I went to bed happy like my guy got shot in the leg. He, he going to recover. He going to be good. And I woke up the next morning and he was dead. And... You should have retired his number that same year. Those guys were begging for it. Ryan Clark, Clinton Portis, they were begging for it. The, the, the next couple years after that, um, uh, LaRon Landry, who, you know what I mean? Those, those guys were begging for it. The fans were begging for it, and you never did anything. Fast forward, you got all of this drama. You're harassing people that work for you. You 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 sexually harassing women. You got cheerleaders doing the unthinkable to try to land a job, and you you had Bruce Allen in there running them up, doing God knows what with the Grudens, and all of that stuff is starting to surface. And umpteen years later, you now want to want to do a memorial? Kiss my ass, kiss my ass, Snyder. That was the worst, bro. That was the ultimate worst. Like. <laughs> You should have left well enough alone. You should have left well enough alone. So it's like, you can't wait this long to retire a player. It's like, some of the Washington fans don't even know. Like some of them, let's be honest, don't even. They didn't. They didn't see that era, because a lot of Washington fans got on board with RG three. Mm-hmm. They never even seen Sean Taylor play. So it's like, you bring it up now, and the fans. Who wanted that a long time ago? We 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 made our peace with that. So it's like now you bring it up just just for whatever. That was a real chump move, and that's really why we don't win. I'm thinking I have nothing to do with X's and O's. We, it's just a, we're a bad organ, organization from top to bottom. And, and as much as Ron Rivera is trying to bring change to that, um, and Jason Rice trying to bring change to that, you still have to deal with that. So when the owner says we're gonna do a memorial. And we're not even going to tell the fans. Like honestly, if that was if that was a memorial, we would have known since the beginning of the year that we're going to do that this year. But you know, you did that. That was a publicity stunt. So, I that was the last little respect that I had for Dan. I'm already glad that he can't be there on game day. But it's just like I feel like we may be cursed until he sells the team. But he ain't selling the team. So football hell, like I said. Oh, y'all know y'all can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. We also on TikTok and Twitch, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Ali Walt, plug your, plug your channel. You can find me on Down the Block Sports. We're only on YouTube, so you're going to have to check us out, Down the Block Sports. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to be doing some good basketball content coming up very soon. Hopefully I can reconnect with you guys again moving forward on some videos talking 
all your sports now they know that you're a yankees and a lakers fan i did not realize that <laughs> very 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 good to know so uh, yeah man this was a blast you can again check me out on down the box sports but uh this was a blast i really appreciate you guys having me on you know it thank you thank you you come back anytime walt and likewise I appreciate we'll be it. looking forward to joining you and cool thank y'all for always tuning in it's your favorite guys from the three man weave podcast Happy birthday to our guy, AJ. This is episode 126, and we out. We out. Javante Davis, living young, got room for patience. This is a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move the bases. Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the rockets. This a three man weed coming at you with topics. Mr. Henny with logic, baby, showtime's back. You slow, catch up, you run a 4 9 flat. It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative. You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man weed. Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man wing We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it